Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim, and we are four women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. Releasing the shame around your struggles is hard work, especially if you feel alone. And so we wanted to create this podcast as a way to unite women of all ages, from all locations, all sizes and shapes, and really just want to invite you to sit at our table. Come as you are. Health and fitness is for everybody. And we're here to remind you that you belong, you matter, you are brave, you are capable, you are deserving of success. Maybe right now you don't truly believe those things, and that's okay. When we first got started, we didn't either. But we promise that each episode, we will show up vulnerably. We want you to realize your potential and the truth of who you really are. We will help you step into success and acknowledge that the power already lies within you. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. Welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Today, I'm your host, Sam Altieri, and with me, I have my crew, Kim, Marcy, and Sarah. Hey, ladies, what's up? Hey. Hey, Sam. Hey, ladies. Oh man, how are you guys doing in uh, quarantine? Uh, have have we been moving at all? What's what's uh, what's been going on with y'all? Um, so I have been moving, getting out on little walks, and started pacing my living room. One of my clients sent me a woman on YouTube who is walking three miles in her living room. I don't know what that is in, in your language, three corners, in her living room every day. So my client decided she was she was going to join in with her this week. I was like that. No, I'm sorry. I kind of started and I was like, three miles of this. Are you actually kidding me? This is not happening. It takes so long to accumulate a lot of miles. No, it's just not worth I was like, no. And I was like, I worried I was going to like put a hole in my rug (laughs) (laughs) and lose my sanity. What's left? Yeah. (laughs) Like a caged animal. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, I don't remember. Do you have people, you have people above you, right? Yeah, I've got people all around me. Can you, but can like you hear people walking upstairs? No, we're really, sorry listeners, this is quite boring. You're now going to hear about what my floors are made out of in my (laughs) my flat. The people want to know. Yeah, so the the flats that I live in are quite old. They're really solidly built. So you don't actually hear any noise from like on the floor, thank God. Well, that's nice. Yeah, there's nothing worse. For you and others. Yeah, somebody in heels pacing about when you're... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Lose it. Completely lose it. Totally. What about yeah. you, Kim and Marky? What have you been doing to uh, stay active? Uh, well, usually I go out on my beautiful neighborhood walks. I have a very large neighborhood, and I walk and walk every day, usually a couple times a day, um, hit 10K regularly. I've been sick for mm, five, six days now. And, uh, so I'm not, I'm not able to walk cause I'm just too tired. 
And then when I am able to walk, I'm going to be attempting lots of miles in my house and in my yard because um, the doctors told me to self-isolate and not go into the streets and wander around my neighborhood. Um, we don't think it's corona, but considering my symptoms, you can't be too safe. Yeah, totally. You don't want to spread the rona. That would don't want to spread the rona. So you're gonna say, you'll see lots of footage of me on my stories pacing in, in my yard. <laughs> it is truly like hilarious when you think of all the, like people are getting so creative and resourceful in this time and just like mm-hmm. the funny stuff that's actually coming out of a, a global crisis <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and really just like almost lightening up around it and being like, you know what, like this is actually ridiculous and we're all just going to walk in our house like crazy people and that's okay. And <laughs> we're all just doing the best we can with what we have. Exactly. Uh, what about you, Marcy? What have you been doing to stay active? Yeah, so really my routine, fortunately, has not changed all that much. I had a little bit of a freak out moment when I realized that my gym was going to be shutting down, which I will say, I technically could still go to the gym where I train clients and where I work out myself because I have the key and it like, yeah, I could go in there if I wanted to, but I am making the wise decision to stay away because my, the guy who owns it was just bringing all these random people in from the start of the shutdown. It's like, oh yeah, my, my family can come in, my friends who have never been here before, and other trainers were continuing to work out there, and it just made me feel really uncomfortable. So yeah. as much as I wanted to can, you know, maintain my current workouts and get there to escape from everything, get out of the house, I was just like, you know what, better safe than sorry. So fortunately, at home, I have an adjustable bench, a bar, and I mean, I could do like incline bench press on that as well, a bar, a decent amount of weight, like weight plates, and then some dumbbells. So I just contacted the guy who writes my workouts, Paul Carter, and I said, hey, can you adjust the plan that you literally just wrote for me a week ago uh, to fit my home gym, which he did, and they, the workouts have been great. They're... Uh, it's four days, upper, lower split, focusing on my delts and glutes, what I've always, what I always want to work on. And I've been enjoying them. So they last, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. And what we will talk about on this upcoming episode is home workouts can still be very effective and very challenging. So that's what I've been doing to, for weight training. And then just keeping up with my walk. So I typically go on two 30 minute walks a day and that's just getting me about 10,000, 11,000 steps. I really have not been surpassing that. Um, so yeah, pretty much the same thing. The only thing that has changed a little bit is my cardio in air quotes. So after coming off my fat loss phase or during that time, I had been doing three days of 30 minutes of cardio, either incline treadmill walking or the step mill, and I don't have either of those options at home, so I haven't been doing any cardio, but I actually was kind of enjoying it. Like the 
I don't know, the endorphin release, sweating a little bit just felt good. So I might, or I am going to order a jump rope. Like you are never going to see me run, do sprints. I hate that, but I might jump rope just to kind of get a little bit of extra cardio in there and switch things up, shall we say. Keep it spicy. Yeah, I know. Keep it spicy. Keep it fresh. No <laughs> Got to keep it spicy, but no. And I mean, seriously though, we can talk more about this. I think that a jump rope is the single best piece of equipment that you can get for a home gym. I mean, aside from dumbbells, of course, but it's so versatile, doesn't take up a lot of space and it is one of the best cardio workouts that you can do. And you don't have to do it for very long, like 10 minutes of jump roping, I think is equivalent to 30 minutes of jogging or something like that. So I'll let your, it'll uh, burn your caps right up. You know? I was just yeah. going to say, if you're going to start doing regular sleeping, you need to roll your calves out because they will be screaming <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and also be prepared to get some whiplash. I know when I was, I spent like three months, one year, like just working on jump rope. And I had so many battle wounds on my legs and arms. <laughs> He's beating the shit out of myself by accident. And it looked like I was, like, it didn't look good. And so just wear armor, you guys. Just put on your elbow well, pads and your knee pads and your whole, all the pads. Just put on the pads. <laughs> and if you're a woman over 40, put on your maxi pad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. If you're a woman I'm right also- now at all, just wear <laughs> just. Just pad every bit of you, possibly. Lots of padding. Yes. Lots of padding <laughs> everywhere. But basically, I think this is a, that's a great kind of segue, and this is kind of where the episode is going to, is just like doing the best that you can with what you have, especially in during this quarantine. Um, and in, a, in our past episode, we talked about kind of staying sane and not losing progress with your nutrition and your home routine. And on this episode, we just really want to give you guys some tools and actionable strategies to staying on track with your workouts and still feeling good and how you can still actually get a really good sweat in, even though you don't have access to everything you had access to, or you know maybe you're stuck in your home totally, like you might be shelter in place, you might just be in quarantine. There's still so many things that you can do. And so when you focus on what you can do and what you have access to and thinking about ways to get creative and resourceful, you'll realize like you're actually pretty good. You know, like there's actually a lot of stuff you can do. I just had a client send me a photo of her bathtub and she's like, I'm using my bathtub as a way to do step ups, you know, and it's like, that's may not, may not be the safest thing to do, but she's <laughs> making it happen. So <laughs> there's that. Fill that tab up with some blankets in case you fall in. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's like you said, Marcy, it's like the jump rope, you know, it's what, $5 for a jump yeah. rope and you can get a freaking killer workout. Probably if you guys have stairs in your home, you can run up and down the stairs. Like you have a mm-hmm. built-in stair master. You might get a little dizzy, so you know, take your time, but toss on a weighted backpack, go up and down the stairs. So I think maybe a great a great way to kind of kick this off would be um to talk about some of the things that we've been doing to get creative in our own homes. Um so people listening, like how can they use things in their home or things that they have? What have you guys been doing to make substitutions to maybe something that you would have normally done in a gym, but doing it at home? Let's, um, let's start off with you, Sarah, because you don't have a home gym, quote unquote, I know. Um, I... I've seen your stories. I've seen you moving your body. 
Yeah, no, I definitely do not have a home gym. Um, I am fortunate in that I did have some kind of light dumbbells, but they're not really um, challenging enough for me compared to what I would use at the gym, even when I would try slowing down reps and playing with tempo and all of the things. They were still a bit too light. So the other day I got a backpack and basically filled it full of heavy stuff and put it on and just wore it. I think it was mainly lower body um plan that I was doing and just wore that and that actually really increased the intensity and you could in theory if you had two backpacks if you really wanted to up the ante you could fill two backpacks and wear one on your front and one on your back and yeah that might be like a new look in 2020 yes I feel so. You know the like fanny pack that's like the crossbody. Like maybe yeah. this is a new thing. Sarah, some... you need to make this a new thing. Yeah, I will. It's gonna be like the beach. It's gonna be like the beach pants. I'm gonna bring. Oh, I'm gonna bring. Oh, it, I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna bring it in. I'm gonna bring it in hard and heavy after after Corona. Wait, wait. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I have that has been my kind of um, solution to making things heavy enough. And then I've just been using like my coffee table and sofa and basically um anything I can to stand on to lean on to do all of the things but I've started this week doing our fit and free 14 day challenge um so that's what I am doing right now um but yeah I mean there's so much stuff you could use I was actually thinking I might just ditch the dumbbells and just see how much other random stuff I can use yeah totally I made a post actually on Instagram about oh yeah dogs yeah, like household objects or babies or dogs. Like you can use, there's a lot of stuff in your house that you can find. You know, you might find the baby or a dog or who knows what's in there. But there's so many heavy things. If you look around, just like what has weight and how can you add it to yourself? So even like you have heavy books. I can see your like heavy books at your place, Sarah. It's like you can toss a heavy book on your back and do a weighted plank. Yeah. Like the same thing. I was on Instagram the other day, actually, and there was a post, Ben Bruno, I don't know Mm if everyone knows, he had asked everyone to get creative and send in all of their like home workout creative creativity, I can't even say that word, Um, oh my god, some of the stuff people were doing, there was a dude uh, deadlifting his wife, there was a guy um, had put his friend on the on the couch and was like lifting, doing hack squats (laughs) with the couch, (laughs) go and check out that um, post on his uh, page, it was uh, pretty funny, so yeah, you can definitely get creative. Yeah. And I think that's probably like, that is what Corona in a way is doing for all of us is like helping us get creative and embrace that kind of like fun and resourceful side. I don't know about you guys, but I've definitely felt my creative spark ignite more in the past few weeks. Cause like, it's almost like you for- you're forced to, or else you're going to be miserable. So it's mm-hmm. like, how can I insert whatever you want to do with what I have? So yeah, love that Sarah. Um, Kim, what about you? What's been going on in, in your world? I know you're sick, but what have you been doing? Yes. Um, well, even before then, for me personally, this hasn't changed my training because I work at home and I have all my gym stuff. Where this has impacted me is my clients. Most, not most, a huge chunk of my clients had to move to home workouts um, without home workout equipment. Um, I have many clients who have close to no equipment or they were able to like, you know, get a random band or something. And so I've had to program for people who are used to heavy deadlifts and squats and just full gym 
um, full gym equipment. And I will say one of the struggles that I see, not just my clients, but people talking to me on Instagram facing is this kind of attitude of like, is this even worth it? Like, this is not even close to what I usually do. Right. And so pushing past that, the yes, this is worth it is really a big deal because it feels, it feels really demotivating if you're used to like loading the bar up and doing some heavy lifts to like, now I've got some paper plates on my kitchen floor and I'm doing hamstring curls. Right. And it's just like, and those are freaking hard, quite frankly, but getting over that mental hurdle of, is this worth it is the first step. And I will say the people who I work with who are being consistent with their training and really trying to push their workouts with what they have, which is next to nothing are feeling motivated. Those who are still kind of dragging their feet and they're like, well, I did it once. And I don't know, like, and I was like, you know, are you extra busy with the kids at home? They're like, no, I have time. I just don't want to, <laughs> right? And so it's kind of getting past that's the same old thing with, with lots of things, right? So really committing and feeling like this can make a difference, you know, and as coaches, we can all tell you it's going to make a difference. One, mentally, two, with habits, and three, physically, like it takes a lot less to maintain your gains than to get new ones. And so this absolutely is worth the time and effort putting it into these, into these home workouts. Yeah. Um, I love that. That's such a great point. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Because I think there's a lot of people in that boat right now. Yeah. And I have a ton of things as we keep talking about like what I think are like some of the most effective moves you can be doing right now, but I can talk about those in a bit. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think the, the concept that you talked about, like it's a lot less effort to maintain your progress. It's really important to remember. So you guys, if you're, you've made a lot of progress or maybe you haven't made that much progress or however far along you are in your journey, it's like, wherever you're at right now, that's awesome. There's no need to like go like screw it up. Right. So just like practice maintaining it. And then if you make any progress in the next month or two or however long quarantine lasts, that's a bonus, right? It's like, it's, that's beautiful and that's great and all, but using exercise, like remember, like, why do you exercise in the first place? Right? Like you exercise to feel strong and to feel good. And so if that's still the case, then it won't matter if you're deadlifting 500 pounds or if you're, you know, doing jump rope or whatever you're doing, like moving, as long as you're moving to feel good, that at the end of the day is truly what matters. So just kind of helping, helping reframe it. Like exercise doesn't have to be you PRing every single time you go and work out. It's like, it could just be to feel good. And that's it. Like just feel better in this moment right now. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Marcy, what about you? Let's turn it over. All right. Well, like I said earlier, I don't really have the need to get super creative. The only issue that I'm coming across is the amount of dumbbells that I have. So they're very random. I've got three, five, eight, 10, 25, 30, and 35. So there are a couple of movements where like, I really need the twenties or something in between what I have. So the way that I'm getting a little bit creative and this is kind of challenging is well, two ways. So for example, yesterday towards the end of my workout, I had a standing dumbbell overhead press and this was my shoulder and back day. So what my coach is doing is a technique called pre-fatiguing so that I will like work the smaller muscles first. So I have a superset where it's um, like an incline Y raise. So you get like a 
you lie flat on the bench on an incline bench and then you raise your arms up into a Y position and then straight from there I stand up and I do lateral raises as many as I can get and then I do like front plate raises and um, rear delt flies so I'm really pre-fatiguing my smaller muscles and my shoulders and my upper back so that then at the end of the workout I'm doing more compound lifts like the standing shoulder press the dumbbell row so I don't need to use as much weight because I've already like worked those muscles previously so they're like kind of trashed by the end and using a 30 pound dumbbell for 15 reps on my back is like I can get to failure doing that or again like the standing shoulder press I probably needed at that point only like 15 pound dumbbells, which I don't have. So I put together my 10 and my five or like my 10 and my three and hold, held both of those and then did that. Um, the other thing that you can do, which I was doing for my shoulder press was taking one dumbbell or taking your dumbbells and then um, holding on to the handle of a band and pressing up that way. And then the other thing is using tempo. So a lot of my work right now, even before having to work out at home, was heavily tempo-based. So on a lateral raise, you know, lifting up, holding at the top for two seconds, lowering down for three. <laughs> As I'm like talking, I'm like actually doing the lateral raise. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not like thinking through that. Uh, so yeah, that's been really effective. I've been doing things like one and a half reps, um, one and a quarter reps, just to yeah increase what's called time under tension. And I can definitely reach muscular failure doing that. And that's one thing you know, I want to convey to people is so often we think that we have to work in a very specific rep range in order to build muscle, maintain muscle. And numerous studies have come out by now saying that that is not the case where it used to be like, oh, you need to lift in the eight to 12 or eight to 15 rep range to build muscle or maintain muscle. Now it's really anywhere from five to 30 plus reps can, can be helpful for that. So, and working at around 40% of your one rep max. So yeah, if I'm doing 30 reps of a shoulder or a lateral raise with five pound dumbbells, like I can actually build muscle doing that. So yeah. For someone who is concerned about losing muscle or, you know, anything like that, just know that if you put the effort into it and like bring the intensity to these workouts, find ways to make an exercise harder, you can absolutely maintain your progress. If not, maybe even make some progress. Like I don't know how many people are in the mindset to make progress, but I'm taking progress pictures along the way just to see, you know, like, can I make some positive changes during this time? Because as much as I hate the term muscle confusion, I think that there is some utility in trying something new and like forcing your body to respond to a new stimulus. So it's like if you've done the same workouts over and over for years, yeah, like throwing something different in it might be advantageous. Um, so really, I think the only person who would not be able to maintain some semblance of progress or move forward in this capacity or in this situation would be a, a strength athlete. It's like a power lifter who needs to like focus on their one rep max. So like maybe Kim, you can speak to that a little bit, but if you were getting ready for a deadlifting competition, you know, 
your, you may lose some strength in this process if you were working from home and didn't have a barbell. Absolutely. I mean, strength is partially a skill, right? We need to be able to keep that skill up, but there are other things you can do. You can be working um, on your speed, right? right? Because part of, of, um, lifting well and lifting heavy is moving faster. And so you can be, you know, working on those kinds of things, but for sure, um, strength is going to take a hit as the longer this goes on, you're not necessarily going to be able to keep that up, but it still doesn't make all of this pointless. And you know what, right. when we get back at it, we're going to, we're going to gain our strength back fast. Yeah. Totally. And then one last thing I'll touch on is I think this is too, is a good opportunity to take a step back and maybe you have some nagging injuries. Like I've had this shoulder thing for a while that just like, I mean, I've had it for two years now <laughs> that like will not let up. Um, and if you are, you know, doing a lot of heavy barbell work and you're just, you know, feeling a lot of aches and pains, you've got some nagging injuries. This could be a time to give your body a little bit of a break, let those muscles heal, let those injuries subside. And then when you do come back to it, you're going to feel like a new woman like a new woman. I was yeah. just going to sing a song then, but I couldn't think what the song was. Feel I like was going to sing too. <laughs> feel like a woman or whatever that song is. Yeah. yeah, Shania Twain. Yeah. That's Damn. it. I feel yeah. like a woman. Little song break there. Yep. So I think Marcy's point was super duper important and, and I want people to hear it. Like one of the things that she was talking about there is the idea is with all the training is to really push yourself close to failure. So not just like saying like, oh, I'm going to do 10 reps here, but like whatever weight you have, like pushing it close to failure is so important. It's been really different for my clients because usually I tell them I'm like work in the rep range I've given you at the gym find the weight that makes this rip range hard. And they can't do that necessarily right now because they might not have like, cause some of my clients have some random dumbbells like you were saying, Marcy. And so what I've told them is like, start with this rep range. And if you get to the end of the range I gave you and you don't feel like you, you're close to failure, like you could keep going on, you just keep going, like keep mm -hmm. going. Well, to that point, and I hate to say this, but it's the truth. I don't think most people know what working to, to like real failure, failure even feels like. Totally. Yeah, people really need to practice that. And you, this is a like, good time. There's such a this is a good time of breaking out of your freaking comfort zone. Because yeah. a 30 rep set where your muscles are like burning and screaming at you and you literally can't do another rep is way different than a 12 rep set with a few extra reps in the tank, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, use it as an opportunity to see what you can do. When I first started lifting weights, actually, I had a trainer and he um, he did this workout called the a hundreds workout and it was eight like fundamental exercises. It was like a shoulder press, a row squat, um, deadlifts, uh, bicep curl, triceps, like all these things. Right. And your goal was to do a hundred reps. And the point of the workout was that we often reach, I would say 99.99% of time. We often reach, um, mental failure before we reach physical failure. Totally. And yeah, the, that's the exercise, so true. The exercise was to just prove that to you. Like you, because you want to stop, like mentally, you're like, all right, I'm done. I can't do anymore. Right. Your muscles can still do more. And it's just, it's like a really cool, like you could, you guys could go do this exercise, this workout. It's actually kind of fun. Um, you retest every eight weeks to see if you do more reps. And the idea is like, 
if you can push through that mental block of, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Then you can actually accomplish a lot more freaking work. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool because like, I would never think I could do like a hundred shoulder presses. Right. But like week one, I maybe did like 60. I tried it again. Then I got like 72, you know, and then, you know, the number in your head, you're like, I just want to beat it. I just want to beat it. And so it gives you a good opportunity as like, like a mental reference to be like, okay, if I did 72 last time, I could totally do 73. And so kind of like playing around with yourself, like with what Marcy and Kim were just talking about of like going till failure or like two to three reps shy of failure, like write down what you're doing and then just see like the next time you do that, okay, can I do one, two, three more reps? And that's it. Like that's progression. That's progressive overload. That's Mm -hmm. progress. Mm -hmm. Some days you might not make progress and that's okay. But like, if you just focus on that thing, just like showing up a little bit better, I think that's a really good way for you to like train your mental, like your mind, that's a muscle too. Um, and, and let some of those nagging injuries go away and let some of the extra stress you've maybe been putting on your body from lifting heavy weights for so long with no real breaks, you know, let that kind of subside and, and focus on the, the mental side of it and focus on maybe some of the cardio stuff or some of the things that you often maybe do neglect. I know for me, that's kind of what I've been doing lately. Yeah. It's funny. You say that, um, story a couple of years ago when I was doing more like powerlifting yeah. and I was working with an in-person coach who was just such a hard ass. And he was always on me because I could not let go of my bodybuilding mentality that I had brought in there, which was, you know, working to like feel the muscle doing the work and using perfect form and like, you know, just working to like, yeah, like lift lighter weight, but better. (laughs) And that's how I'd always loved to train. And that's what I thought was the way that I was going to, you know, get better and change my body. So he really had to break me of that. And he took it a little bit too far. Let's be honest. I mean, they didn't care what your form looked like, which I was not okay with, but I have this example of doing a a good morning, which for those who don't know, it's basically like a Romanian deadlift, but with the bar on your back, like you were going to be squatting. So it was one of my accessory movements after like a deadlift or a squat. And I was doing like 10 reps, 85, 90 fat, 90 pounds, really trying to use good form. And he looked at me, he's like, basically, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like either (laughs) put more weight on the bar or like get out of here. And sorry. Uh, and so we ended up working tour up to 135 pounds for 10 reps. So that is what 50 pounds more than I was doing for the same amount of reps. And granted my form wasn't perfect, but I was able to do it, you know? And so you're, you're stronger than you think, but yeah, but also just, yeah, also just be like, sensible with that as well because I've seen people put their backs out trying to go to well yes to the wall with like yeah good morning but I'm just stuff. I'm just saying that like yeah I mean I was being pushed to the extreme and I had a spotter and like that was the mentality of that gym but basically just saying like yes you are stronger than you think even if it is five pounds more with a one-arm row or doing five more reps to push yourself yeah. out of your comfort zone you're stronger than you think, but don't be a dumbass. 
yeah, yeah basically it like find the middle ground <laughs> that's uh, that's a good way to put it that is a good way to put it <laughs> don't hurt yourself in the process i'm sure we've all done that at some point like oh, i got this i got this and you're like i don't got this <laughs> <laughs> i love that um well thank you marcy for sharing that story i think it's it's just a reminder like you can do a, you can do hard stuff you know um, so in terms of best exercises, maybe we can go around and just round robin it, um, like favorite exercises to do at home that require maybe minimal equipment that you should be kind of including as the fundamentals. Why don't we start off with you, Kim? I know you had, you had mentioned that. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a handful that you just need nothing for and can meet you where you are. So push-ups is one of the first things I would recommend. doesn't matter what your ability level is, you can do a push-up, whether that means you're standing up at your kitchen counter doing your push-ups or whether you're actually really advanced with push-ups and you can do you know, feet elevated push-ups or single arm push-ups or single leg push-ups. Like there's a, there's a push-up for you. And so working on getting better at your push-ups and really focusing on progression with them right now, like that's a really good challenge. How many can you get with good form? Can you get your first one? Can you do um, a harder variety? Like if you can, if you can do a good bunch of push-ups already and they look really good, you know, going to doing a pause push-up or a single leg push-up, like really focusing on getting better at push-ups. That's one of my go-tos. Yeah, I love that. There's so many varieties. I love how you said that. There's a push-up for you. <laughs> there is a push-up for you, people. Do not think there's not. <laughs> awesome. And if you aren't sure of what those are, Google push-up variations and a bunch of images will pop up and probably they'll be in our infographics. So yeah. Google. Yeah, I have I had I, maybe I don't. I'm gonna check. I think I have a YouTube video on that. If not, I'm gonna make one. <laughs> check out um, Google or YouTube University. There's lots to learn. Amazing. Thank you, Kim. Uh, Sarah, what, what about you? Um, I will pick the squat, which I dislike intensely. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie to you. All variations. But, um, but they are a, one of the fundamentals that, you know, full body um, movement, which you can progress really, really easily. Sam's just been doing, she basically just flashed her crotch at us while doing it. <laughs> Showing us her squat. <laughs> I wish you could, I wish you could see that. Um, so yeah, it's really easy to add weight to, add bands to, um, and, you know, play around with the reps, all of the things. So I would say, even if you just um, on non-training days, if you're stood in your kitchen waiting for something to cook, you can just add in like, you know, a few squats. I sometimes do that. Um, yeah, so that's my, that's my contribution to the pile. I love that. The, um, something that you just said that actually is a really important thing I don't want to kind of let go of is seeing um, your workout equipment like in your home so that you actually do it. And um, using the spare time that you have because you probably have a lot more time in your day um in between things to just like do a set of something like that's huge i know for me that's what i've been actually doing like i haven't really been like working out but i have been every time i walk by my pull-up bar i do five pull-ups and i've just been like anytime i pass by and i'm like oh gotta do them or i'll do like some leg raises or something or i'll do like a banded pull down and i just see it so if you aren't doing that at all right now, I would say put a sticky note in a place where you spend a lot of time 
And whenever you catch yourself looking at it, just like get up and do 10 squats or get up and do 10 push-ups. Or it's a really easy way to get movement in and actually have it feel pretty effortless, English, Sam, um, and just make it easy for yourself. So it's, you know, it, it doesn't have to be this whole big, big ordeal. Um, yeah. Okay. Marcy, on to you. Yeah. I, I love that example, Sam. And I actually just saw a post on Instagram earlier this morning from John Berardi, who is like the person who I learned, I first learned all about nutrition and exercise from. He's like the OG of online fitness. And he did a post called trigger workout. So basically every hour, hour and a half, like I'm looking at the example here. So 8 a.m., five push-ups, five dead bugs, 9 a.m., five goblet squat, squats, 10 kettlebell swings, five lunges. And then you just kind of like, you know, repeat different exercises throughout the course of the day, which I really like that. It just yeah. breaks things up. You know, sometimes the thought of an hour long workout when you are already so stressed and life is busy and your kids are running around, like it yeah. feels overwhelming, even though you know, yes, exercise is a stress reliever for a lot of people. Just knowing that, oh, I have a large time commitment. I'm going to have to do a full workout can be the barrier to entry, so to speak. So, and just break it up, you know, that might be helpful. And then, yeah, any little bit of endorphin rush is going to feel good. It's going to kind of like what I like to say, put you back in your power. So if you are feeling overwhelmed or anxious or you want to eat, it's like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, like what Sam said, five squats or 10 lunges. And then immediately you're just like, you've taken action and that creates some momentum to make for, or to move forward and keep making good choices throughout the day. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, as for the exercise, I am going to go with my actual favorite exercise, which is the lunge. Sarah took the one that I was going to say, the squat, which I hate as well. It's my least favorite. So fuck those. <laughs> you make squats so hard. But I, I love to lunge. And there are so many ways that you can do it at home. So <sighs> reverse oh God, lunge. Wait, I have to interrupt you. Yeah. I love to lunge. <laughs> that sounds like your newest program. Love to lunge with Marcy Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to copyright that shit. <laughs> but I'll, I'll give you like half the proceeds. <laughs> learn, to, learn to love to lunge. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, I mean, there are like multiple variations of lunges. I will even call a split squat, like a stationary lunge. So where one puts in front of the other and you're just dropping the back knee down to the ground. And there are ways to make those challenging again, like the tempo so you can elevate your back foot. You can elevate your front foot. You can lower down for two to three seconds and pause at the bottom. I mean, the options are endless. You can use dumbbells like at your sides. You can hold a dumbbell at your chest and do a goblet variation. You can do an offset lunge to work your core more. And then my favorite, uh, sarcasm intended that my coach has in my program this round. And then as well as the last round is body weight walking lunges for high reps. So I am ending, I'm ending one of my lower body days with a hundred reps of body weight walking lunges per leg. Per and leg. Oh, wow. Per leg. Yeah. I read it wrong the first round. <laughs> 
and I only did 50. And then he had written an article around about it and posted it on Instagram too. And it was like, no, this is a hundred per leg. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so yeah, it's tough. I was sore for days. Not that soreness is an indicator of an effective workout, but from what he and I talked about, he's like my glutes, my hamstrings, basically my overall lower body development increased substantially. And the majority of my programming for my lower body was body weight walking lunges, like with some hip thrust thrown in there. Um, yeah. So I was going to run an experiment of like only doing a month of that, like three times a week, but I don't know. I decided against it maybe in the future. So yeah, yeah give that a try. Work up to it. Don't do all a hundred at once, but maybe you start with, you know, one day of just 25 per side and then work your way up from there. But yeah, that's, yep. that's a great recommendation. And it's like awesome because it's low impact um, yeah. and you can do it around your house. I mean, you can make a game out of it. You can get your kids to do it You sure. can in the neighbor's lawn, like six feet mm-hmm. apart, but like you could still do it. Um, it. It could be, it could be entertaining for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. I love that. Um, okay. So I think my favorite exercise right now is the vertical hip thrust also known as the twerk. I <laughs> have been dancing so much and it's, it's literally just been shaking my butt. Like, and it's a freaking workout. I don't know if you guys have been embracing more dancing lately, but I have been letting the inner freak in, out. <laughs> I embrace dancing all the time. Yeah. I- it's like, it is happening so much in my room, outside, just around. And I feel, I don't feel sore per se, but I feel like it is really great to just get up and like shake your butt for like five minutes, you know, with a song. It's hard to shake your butt for five minutes straight. Like, holy crap. It's like an ab workout too. Um, and yeah, so dancing literally has been my exercise of choice lately. I'm going to be totally honest. I have not felt like squatting, doing any push-ups. I may be taking a lunge by accident because I don't <laughs> <laughs> But like, I've deadlifted to pick up food I've dropped on the floor. But that's about it. Like, I'm just going to be totally honest. Like, I have not wanted to do quote unquote formal workouts. And I've had so much resistance around them. And so I've just been doing what I can with like band stuff or um, dancing, going for like power walks. I've just been like doing weird things. And that I feel like that's okay. And I just... I want to give you guys permission to like also not lift if you don't feel like it, but do something to make your body feel good. And right now for me, like twerking, I've really just been enjoying the twerk. So I commit to tomorrow, I'm going to twerk and I'm going to do 200 lunges. That's going to be my day tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, do it. I love. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You start to. you, You haven't seen me try to work I feel this could be an accident waiting to happen but we'll go with (laughs) just make sure if you put your leg on a surface to like torque a little bit more intensely the surface (laughs) 30 (laughs) because I've done that and yet it's caused me some ruckus (laughs) (laughs) oh god well yeah I think this is awesome you guys push-ups squats lunges twerking whatever it is um it's, it's about finding something that works for you and knowing that there's so many ways to feel good. Like 
there's no one size fits all. And that there's so many ways to still get a pretty solid workout in, whether you're doing a hundred body weight lunges or you're doing a totally new different variation of a push up, um, or you're in your living room doing squats like Sarah is, or you're in your bedroom like me dancing. It's just about doing something and showing up for yourself. And really at the end of the day, that's what's going to make you feel good when your head hits the pillow at night. Um, and you can still totally maintain your progress and even maybe make some progress on, on other things. Um, so for everyone listening, I hope this has been super helpful. Ladies, I would love for us to go just around really quickly and give one last piece of advice to everyone listening to maintain or even make progress in this time with your workouts. Um, Kim, why don't we start with you? Okay. One other thing you could do <clears throat> is give yourself a challenge to, um, accomplish something during this time. I've been working on building up to my first pistol squat, um, and I get excited about it. So every day I practice it and I would say picking a challenge, it's something that you could do a little bit every day. Um, and whether that's getting your first push up or your first pull up, or literally it could be anything, um, a certain number of reps of something for me, it's getting a pistol squat. And so I practice it each day and it's motivating. And I have clients doing various, um, skills that they're working on that kind of gets them excited to do their workout. Cause they know they're going to, they're going to practice their thing first. Um, so it's a way to keep yourself invested and interested and motivated right now. Yeah. I love that. Your thing. I think that's like such a great because it, it, it makes like, kind of takes the pressure off of you. So if you have that one thing, mm -hmm. it's really good to just like, let that be your grounding thing. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, Marcy, what about you? I'm going to go back to the push yourself out of your comfort zone and just see what you can do during this time. Ask yourself, who do I want to be on the other end of this experience? And I know there's a lot of people saying, give yourself grace and, it's okay to maintain your progress or to not do anything or to not work out at all. And I fully understand that it's going to be very individual, but if you are seeing this opportunity as a way that you can improve and get stronger, both physically, mentally, emotionally, I say there's no better time than now to work on that. So yeah, switch it up a little and force yourself to see what your body can actually do. And then you will be stronger, more resilient on the other side of this. Yeah, totally. I, and I think it's important to acknowledge, like you can do both. Like you can acknowledge that things are different and there's a lot more uncertainty, right? And like yeah. you can maintain, but also you can still strive to improve and that that those two things can coexist. And in fact, sure. that's definitely sure. how you will feel your best at the end of this. Yeah. I mean, to be totally honest, like I've cried multiple times. I am a crier to be honest, but, uh, yeah, I've cried multiple times. I've been fearful. I've been anxious. I've been overwhelmed. I've had all of those emotions, but I am still doing the things to move me forward. Uh, cause there's utility in that. You know, so taking action and doing something like doing the hard thing builds so much confidence, so much resilience. And there's really something to be said for that. Yeah. For you guys listening, whatever that hard thing is for you, um, it doesn't have to be what Marcy's hard thing is, like whatever that is. And just remembering like your hard thing is whatever's hard for you, not whatever's hard for someone else. Yeah. So just remember that you just have to do what's hard for you. That's yeah. It could be getting out of bed every day. <laughs> Seriously. For, you know, like that could be it and that's okay. 
you know? But that's still going to make you proud at the end of the day. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sarah, my love. Oh, my love. Um, so I will just carry on a little bit from that and just remind people to use this time to work on your mental fitness as well as your physical fitness. So make sure that you are, you know, really focusing in on making sure that your head stays screwed on and in the best possible place that you can. And obviously moving your body every day is one of the one of the things that is going to help you to do that um and really just adopt the mantra that i think um sam says a lot which is just to remember that well i think everyone says a lot just to remember that something is better than nothing 10 squats a day throughout this entire period is going to add up to a shit ton of squats over doing no squats a day and adding up to no squats that you've done during this entire period so kind of view it like that um and yeah something is better than nothing and celebrate every time you do something celebrate yourself yeah totally i love that um all right for me i think the big the big tool that i've been using for myself and all my clients is asking the question what do i need right now Um, and that's just a, it's a prompt for you to check in with yourself and what you actually need, whether it be a food or movement or to take a deep breath or to go connect with someone like, what do you need right now? Um, do you need to go do a workout with dumbbells or do you need to go get creative? Like, what do you need right now? Um, often we don't ask ourselves that enough and then we end up in this like state of overwhelm or chaos or stress and we don't know how we got there so checking in with yourself um, and remembering like you do deserve your dream body I think that's been such a huge mantra for a lot of my clients lately is like despite corona you still deserve your goals like and you can still work on them it's not mm-hmm. an excuse for you to just say, fuck it. Like it's not. Um, and, it, and as soon as you can start to like face the reality of that, the sooner you can start being, getting closer to the person you want to be. So like Corona is not an excuse for you to say, fuck it to your goals. It's actually a time, like the world is giving you time to work on your goal. Now you're complaining about it. So use this as a perfect opportunity to be like, what can I do right now? Like, what can I focus on? And that's how I've been reframing it is like, okay, cool there's actually a little bit more time in my life. So I'm going to just like keep working on myself. That's it. Um, so that's my, that's my big thing is like, you still deserve this and don't let Corona be an excuse, but also check in with yourself. What do you need right now? So I think that wraps up this episode. I hope it's been really helpful for you guys. I know I've actually learned some things and I love the idea of creating a little challenge for yourself or using these like trigger workouts, using post-it notes, um, strategies for how to make workouts harder um, and the concept of like working till what's hard for you. Um, Just making this about you know, just being a little bit better every day. So we hope this has been helpful. Please screenshot this episode and tag us in your stories. Let us know what was the most helpful. DM us. Um, and we are looking forward to hearing what you think. And we will catch you on the next episode. Love you guys and talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. 
Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.